Hey, hey, welcome to Beyond the Couch. I'm Dr. Christine Jehu, a coffee-obsessed, licensed psychologist and coach. In this podcast, we take conversations beyond the couch of a therapy room to explore all things high performance, personal growth, and mental health. And we do it all without the psychobabble. An important note, while I am a psychologist and we do talk about mental health here, this show is not mental health treatment and it's not intended as a substitute for mental health treatment. You'll find resources for how to find a therapist and crisis numbers in the show notes should you need them. All right, let's get into it. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Couch. This is your host, Dr. Christine J. Hugh. And it feels good. It feels good to be back behind the mic. Um, I took a week off last week. Not sure if you noticed. If you're a if you're an OG every weeker, I appreciate you. Um, you know, I have really been focused on being super present, being present where my feet are, and having this goal of not over-functioning this year. I am a chronic over-functioner. Uh, this is not my own personal therapy session, so we won't go into uh, why that is. But, you know, if you listen to um, one of the episodes recently, let me get what number it is. I always get on here and start referencing referencing past episodes without being prepared. Um, it was episode 110 where I was giving some January reflections and some foci <laughs> for February. And one of my... I don't really want to call it goals, but like intentions is to be in the here and now and allow myself to really develop. I have been and tend to be a go, go, go kind of person. And so I have been going a little bit more fly by the seat of my pants approach and not over scheduling myself and again, not over functioning. And so part of that was I was away at a conference last weekend. And I just didn't get my shit together to be able to record two episodes and have one prepped and ready to go while I was gone. And so here we are, we just took a week off. And I'm okay with it. I am 100% okay with it. And I'm really excited to be back behind the mic. I am excited to put some thoughts together um, on where we're going to take the show in the coming months. I hope to start bringing some guests back on. Just, you know, going through this season of life, it didn't make sense again to overschedule myself, have a bunch of guests on the calendar. That was, it felt a bit counterproductive to these goals of slowing down, being present, and um, yeah, seeing where things take us. So excited for some of that to come. I also have been devouring books so far this year. And so uh, we're going to be, we're going to keep dropping these book reviews. I've gotten some good feedback from people who have been interested in some of the books that I've read and shared about, and some people seeing what I'm reading on social media and feeling excited for um, the review of it. So let's get into it for this month. So Untamed by Glennon Doyle, I think was the second book that I read this month. Um, And so in 
I, I was going to say in due fashion, but is that even what we want to say? I don't know. What I like to share is the experience of the physical book. Um, because that's important to me. <laughs> the the experience of reading a book is really important. So this is, I have it in hardback. I don't know if it comes in paperback. Um, I actually had pre-ordered this book when I first heard about it. So got one of it. <laughs> I actually have a signed copy. Didn't even realize that um, until a couple of days ago, actually. So I have a signed copy, hardback. It is not heavy. If, listen, I am, I the weight of a book is important to me. I read a book at the end of last year and it was so fucking heavy. It was obnoxious to read, um, the physical experience of it. So this book has 325 pages, but interestingly, if you go all the way to the end of the acknowledgements, it ends on page 333. And if you've been here a while or you know anything about me, I am into angel numbers. And so that just felt pretty meaningful. So I looked up 333 uh, on the interwebs. And there's a lot of different variations of the explanations of what 333 means, what the angels are telling you, this, that, and the other. But one of them that seemed consistent was pointing to that it's time to make changes in your life. And after reading this book, I don't know, that felt is serendipitous the word? It just felt like it tracked with what's in this book. Um, And the other part of it is encouraging you to put one foot in front of the other and get the job done. So it really feels like this invitation to take action on the changes that feel present, right, evolving in your life. So very interesting. And I'd be curious if you have read Untamed, what your thoughts are when we think about that angel number um, at the end of this book. So 325 pages of content, hardback. It's not heavy. It's a thick book, uh, but it's a really, I found it to be a easy, a quick conversational read. The chapters are pretty short. I mean, some of them are two, three pages. A couple of them go a little bit longer. It's broken into three parts. The first part is called caged. The second part is called keys. And she gives four keys, which are feel, know, imagine, and let it burn. Those chapters were pretty powerful. And then the third part is called free. And that is the longest section of the book. I mean, it starts on page 81. So I, I don't know, some of these chapters felt like little essays, like mini essays. Um, Some of it, I mean, it all obviously flows together, goes with the theme of this book of um, she starts off sharing a story of being at the zoo and this cheetah that was caged up and it, they have this cheetah go through some sort of, um, what do you want to call it? demonstration. And it's this idea that even, even all of us, even if, if we've been caged up, right, as this animal was, we have these instincts, these primal instincts that we know, right, who we're meant to be, what we're about, what we're intended to do in the world. And none of us are meant to be caged up 
and contained. We'll always have that nature inside of us that just knows where we're going and what we're meant to do. And that's like the essence of this book is becoming untamed, right? To to become uncaged. And that's why I titled this this episode, You're a Damn Cheetah, right? Because I feel like there's such a message in this book around finding ourselves, finding that inner cheetah and, and letting it break free. So just some general thoughts about my experience reading this book. And then really what I want to do is go through and read a couple of, well, not a couple, a handful of quotes and paragraphs in this book that I highlighted that really stood out to me. So I mentioned before that I had pre-ordered this book when I learned about it. Uh, I had read one of Glennon's books prior and really fell in love with her writing, with her storytelling, with the raw approach that she takes to storytelling and and to sharing herself with the world. It was it's really powerful. And I started reading it when it first came out and I had to put it down. I had to put it down. I don't even think I got halfway through. I meant to mark um, where it was. It's interesting because I read each time I read a book, I use a different color pen or highlighter as I'm going through. And it looks like I got about 100, maybe 120 pages in and had to stop. And part of that was because of the powerful nature of this writing and what she was sharing was really rubbing up against some inner knowing and some challenges that I was facing internally. Um, And so it was just too much. It was too much for me to continue reading at the time. And so I, I always knew that I would pick it back up. And I looked at this book I don't know how many times considering, hey, maybe now's the time to pick it up. Now's the time. And it wasn't until this year, obviously. And as I was going back through and reading the sections that I had flagged and highlighted, I found myself getting really emotional as I was reading these these passages It just, I don't know. I almost feel like I need to read it again at the middle of the year. I feel like these last two months, January, February, have been full of so much healing and growth, deeper connection to inner self, really transformative time. And I'm very aware of how cliche that might sound. But I've been on this path for nearly a year now. I think we're coming up on a year of when I when I started going back to therapy and really facing some things that have been challenging to me in my life recently. And I don't know, this book was just timely to pick it back up at the beginning of this year and really be faced with 
the truth of who I am and a truth of breaking free and being this damn cheetah tapping into that inner knowing and and that deeper sense of who I am. I've shared this before that I am discovering things about myself that I never knew before. I think I've I've had a glimpse and a, an essence of some of them but not not in its fullest. And so yeah, it's ah it such a such a powerful book, such a powerful book. And again, I think I'll I'll go back and read it again. Um so for I feel like I have I have a lack of words as I've been away from the content of the book for a few weeks and life has been really full of some incredible moments. I feel a bit of a distance from how I felt when I finished the book, but again going back and reading some of these passages I'm I'm truly emotional and feel so connected to these words. And so I'll elaborate on some, but I hope that they they stand for themselves and what they are and that you find them powerful and that it inspires you to pick up this book because it's really, really incredible. Okay, so the first paragraph here section that I'm going to read is on page 50, and it is in the section on keys and the chapter on feel. And she says, it's okay to feel all of the stuff you're feeling. You're just becoming human again. You're not doing life wrong. You're doing it right. If there's any secret you're missing, it's that doing it right is just really hard. Feeling all your feelings is hard, but that's what they're, that's what they're for. Feelings are for feeling all of them, even the hard ones. The secret is that you're doing it right and that doing it right hurts sometimes. I really just love that sentence, you're just becoming human again. I mean, how many of us have shut off from our emotions, right? Whether somebody told us they were wrong or they didn't quite feel like they fit or maybe We just had a hard time understanding what it was pointing us to because maybe it was different from what other people were feeling around us in a similar situation, right? Having a shared experience and not connecting on the in the same way as those around you. So you're just becoming human again. Yeah, the feelings are hard, right? This is the the line of work that I'm in, and we talk about our feelings all the time and trying to understand them and make sense of them. And, and sometimes it's, we can't make sense of them in the moment, but to fully feel them is so beautiful. And yeah, it's a, it's an indication that you're just becoming human again. And I feel that so hard. I've been cut off from my emotional experience for a while and it feels really damn good to tap back into it. Hmm. Okay, the next one is from page 66 in the chapter Imagine, and I believe that this is, nope, it is still in the keys part, uh, second part. And she says, each of us was born to bring forth something that has never existed, a way of being, 
a family, an idea, art, a community, something brand new. We are here to fully introduce ourselves, to impose ourselves and ideas and thoughts and dreams into the world, leaving it changed forever by who we are and what we bring forth from our depths. So we cannot contort ourselves to fit into the visible order. We must unleash ourselves and watch the world reorder itself in front of our eyes. This just really makes me think about women breaking free and living into our fullest existence, right? Breaking the mold, breaking free to be our fullest self and being the full, true, honest expression of who we are. This idea, right, of being caged up and not at like not being allowed to be the goddamn cheetahs that we are, right? There's so much that has tried to contain us and tame us. And the truth is when we can bring forth that which was born in us, that's never existed, right? All we do is enrich the world. So many of us are, are scared, are scared to acknowledge what that gift is acknowledge what it is within us that we have to offer the world. And so my invitation to you is is to explore what is that? What is that gift that's within you? Even if it doesn't make any fucking sense, sit with it. You know we love journaling. Sit with it. Wonder about it, right? Unpack the fears. Lean into questioning what's behind it. There's something beautiful there. And if we all leaned in to what it is that we were born to bring into this world, holy shit, the ripple, right? Ah, okay. I feel like I'm going to riff on all of these. So I'm going to get, I'm going to get going. Um, the next section is on page 73 and it is in the keys, the keys, section is is where it's at for me right now. Um, So key four, build and burn. She says, when we let ourselves feel, our inner self transforms. When we act upon our knowing and imagination, our outer world transforms. Living from the worlds within us will change our outer worlds. Here's the rub. Destruction is essential to construction. Okay, I'm just going to say that one again. Destruction is essential to construction. We have to break some shit down to build back up. We have to. I think so many of us are fighting the destruction that is essential to rebuilding, to regrowth. So I want to ask you, where are areas of your life that maybe need to be broken down? fully destroyed so that we can rebuild and rebuild beautifully and stronger, right? Sometimes we completely demolish buildings to rebuild them because the foundation isn't going to cut it for what needs to be built. And maybe that's what's happening in your life. So be curious. Okay, next one. 
I've got something for page 92 and 93. It's in the chapter Ghost. Um, and we're into the final section, uh, uh, part three, about free. So page 92. Rebellion is as much of a cage as obedience is. They both mean living in reaction to someone else's way instead of forging your own. Freedom is not being for or against an ideal, but creating your own existence from scratch. Right? That goes with that idea of destruction for construction. Freedom is not being for or against an ideal, but creating your own existence from scratch. Page 93, super simple. And this one's going to stand on its own. Being human is not hard because you're doing it wrong. It's hard because you're doing it right. Y'all, the greatest things aren't easy. They really aren't. Okay. Page 105 in the chapter ears. She says, brave means living from the inside out. Brave means in every uncertain moment, turning inward, feeling for the knowing and speaking it out loud. Are we seeing the theme here? Are we seeing the theme? We got to face the shit. We got to break it down. And then we got to build up, build up by tapping into what's inside of us. What is deep, deep inside of us? Mm, Which here we go. Page 120 in the chapter Beach Houses. She says, our deep desires are wise, true, beautiful, and things we can grant ourselves without abandoning our knowing. Following our deep desire always returns us to integrity. If your desire feels wrong to you, go deeper. You can trust yourself. You just have to get low enough. Right? Hear this again. Following our deep desire always returns us to integrity. Always returns us to integrity. Okay, we're, we're moving because I could riff on this all day. Okay, page 158. It's in the chapter called Poems. The moment after we don't know what to do with ourselves is the moment we find ourselves. Right after itchy boredom is self-discovery, but we have to hang in there long enough without bailing. I love that phrase. Right after itchy boredom is self-discovery. Right? This stuff isn't comfortable. Sometimes it itches. Sometimes we get restless. You know that feeling when you're a little bored and restless and you're like, just have this like itch in your soul, right? She's inviting us to dig deeper, to look at what's there. Mm. Okay. Couple more. Page 267. uh, This is in the chapter called Deliveries. She says, anger delivers our boundaries to us. Our boundaries deliver our beliefs to us. Our beliefs determine how we experience the world. So even though it can be scary, we'd be wise to answer the door. Mm. Anger delivers our boundaries to us. So often, I think as women, we are socialized not to get angry or to believe that being angry is wrong for whatever reason. So many So many things behind that, but I think this invites us to look at what the anger is pointing us to, what it's telling us is important to us and set some boundaries. 
Okay, also from the chapter on deliveries, uh, page 272, when grief rings, surrender. There's nothing else to do. The delivery is utter transformation. If you've been here a while, you know that a lot of what has been uh, shifting for me is life on the other side of grief, on the other side of losing my dad. And this really is true. I, I wear a bracelet nearly every day that says surrender on it, right? Surrender. The delivery there is utter transformation. Okay, and the last piece, and I think I'm going to leave us with this um, because, again, I could, <laughs> I could go in so many directions, um, but I hope something is, is ringing true for you in these quotes that I've pulled out. Um, I really believe this book is transformational when you're in this space to read it and to hear it. Obviously, I wasn't in the first time, or maybe I was, but I just... I wasn't ready to face it. And now I have been, and I'm excited to read it again in a couple of months from a deeper space of healing and growth and self-understanding. I'm sure when I go through with a different color, there's going to be a lot more that gets picked up, a lot more flags added to um, the sides of the pages. So I'll read this last Piece. It's from page 333, the very end of the acknowledgments. She says, here's to the untamed. May we know them. May we raise them. May we love them. May we read them. May we elect them. May we be them. Okay, my friend, I love you. Thank you for being here. Now go be a goddamn cheetah. Thank you so much for listening in today. Will you do me a favor to help spread the word about the podcast? Take a quick screenshot of the episode and drop it in your Instagram stories, sharing one of your biggest takeaways from today. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. We'll talk soon.